0: I am from Scrapyard. I'm Hamish, and I'm joined by my co-host Max. Hi. And Carl. Hello. And today we're running down the 2018 episode. Kablam!
1: Exclamation mark. Yes. <laughs> it's been written. It was written by Pete McTee, who wrote Orphan 55 yeah. this year. No, didn't he? No. Oh no, that's... he wrote Braxis. Yeah, I don't even know what saying. you're talking about. Sorry, you're the only <laughs> one who took notes. Yeah, moving steadily along. Um, we shall turn our focus to Carl.
2: Why? Right now. What did I do? Just... Well, I promise you, no, you I did. actually did watch it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I um, <laughs> just want to start off by asking Carl, and then we'll go to Hamish and then me. Well, what did you what did you think, Carl? Um,
2: I like I I did like a lot of a lot of it, especially like. There was a bit of there's like when they do so the a twist like no so when they do the twist and of course you you're thinking oh, they're going to save the girl of course of course and then she dies and you're like ah <laughs> <Yeah>. wait what <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but then you see the him being the what was it computer the boss scientist guy. he was he was <laughs> oh I'm, yeah the, I'm a computer the packing scientist guy. going... I'm here to Save yeah. the humans from the
1: other oh, cleaner guy. Yeah. Yeah.
2: What the fuck, dude? That's. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's a bit of a radical. <laughs> Are we gonna go it's to the plot dickhead. of the episode? Yeah, we should probably get there, shouldn't we? But, um. Uh, so I'm
2: guessing I should do my review then. Just wait. Yeah, probably what? wait till the end. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, so basically, we start off and we're just kind of flying through the time vortex. Um the Have big to say
2: I in comparison to the intro of the fir- the first um the last episode that we watched,
1: yeah. I much preferred this one. Uh, yeah, I I like I love this one too, but yeah, I just get a hit of nostalgia when I watch the other when I watch the Matt Smith intro. So Yeah. But yeah, I, really I like care them both. About that. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> um <It's anyway. laughs> Um, yeah so anyway we're sort of we start off flying through the vortex uh, and then the doctor still doesn't really know how to use the TARDIS because she's incompetent and then women can't drive yeah (laughs) Um, and And then the Kablam man like teleports inside and he's like delivery for the doctor and she's like it's a Kablam man it's a Kablam man (laughs) yeah (laughs) And, and then, and then they, and the companion's like, You what, mate? I'm just making sounds now. And, and she's like, It's like a kablam, man. <laughs> and that was uh... <laughs> oh, what did you think of the kablam, man? I thought it was.
2: Uh, it's very obviously a person. It, like, it's not. They're not even really attempting to hide that. But I don't see why we're, you're spending so much time on focusing on the one thing. Because it's like a kablam,
1: man! think like a
0: This is one of the most iconic quotes of this season. Just behind you, doing it, mate. You're doing it, mate.
1: And Ryan's declaring,
0: yeah. "Don't you dare."
1: This is probably the most well-received episode of that seat of that season, which should give you a, a bit of a um. A bit of a feel for how well that season was received, <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyway, the the doctor like gets the fez in a package, which is a reference yeah. to the mad smith. Yeah, a bit uh, of an era where, where he wore a fez. Um,
2: but why do he buy a second one?
1: Well, because River oh, or his, yeah. his wife, his wife might like, shot it, and then he had to order a new one because she blew it up.
2: Okay, I've obviously missed a lot of stuff there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we'll get we'll yeah. get it wasn't really important, it's just a little Easter egg, but I was reading that it was originally meant to be a stick of celery. Um, um for, which is a reference to the fifth doctor who wore it as an antidote, because celery is an antidote to Time Lord poison.
2: That and, is incredibly retarded fact, I just want to say.
1: Yeah, I know. Celery.
2: Um, <laughs> Listen um, to yourself.
1: He like bites celery. it when you it'll turn purple when a Time Lord poison is near and he'll bite it. <laughs> <What>? anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll get <laughs> we'll get we'll, we'll get you there, Carl um, Yeah, so they sort of infiltrate by They sort of get And then the receipt on the parcel of the Fez Says, help me And then they kind of They go in, and they have to infiltrate And then there's this whole thing about them being from the aristocracy Because they're on the, the planet of Kablam Or with the warehouse of Kablam it is like a moon of another planet And they pretend they're from the aristocracy of that moon and so they sort of they sort of try and infiltrate to find out what's happening, and they sort of they just do a bit of the vernacular walk around, and then we meet, um, what's his name, Dan Cooper? Oh, that the him? Guy, Dan. The guy, oh, okay. Yaz, the guy who was with yeah, the guy who was with the Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. So oh, yeah. we meet him. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Where has he, he been seen before?
1: He hasn't. He's no, just a like, famous English actor.
2: Yeah no, but what about what was I seen him in before?
1: Um, I'll have a look, but Hamish, can you keep talking while I do that? Uh, yeah, so they're like, bloody,
0: where we've come in for our jobs, mate. And the woman from Broadchurch is like, yeah, alright.
1: Yeah, she's the woman from season three of Broadchurch she got sexually assaulted. Thanks for that, wow. thanks. <laughs> um, That's just like, <laughs> very important uh, fact. <laughs>
2: That's a defining character.
1: <laughs>
0: anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, we, and so... She takes them around the place for um, just sort of showing them around and explaining how things work. The, there's the Kabbalah men who are like, who help out in various jobs around the place, but they have to meet a quota of human workers as well because... 10%. Yeah, because the machines are slowly taking over the humans' jobs.
1: Yeah, like, um, I found pretty out pretty who the guy was. Uh, yeah, the guy is um, Lee Mack, who is a British comedian.
2: Okay. Okay. I want. But what has he been in?
1: Uh. Well, he's only had ten television roles, but he just does a lot of stand-up comedy.
2: Really? I swear I've seen him in a show.
1: Yeah, he has one of those faces, I think. Because like he's been in nothing of note, really. Like he's been in something called "Not Going Out." Um. Horrible Histories, the movie. Oh, that'd be it. Yeah, man, that was. Well, don't say "Horrible
2: Histories." (laughs)
1: um <laughs> uh, kelsey grandma presents <laughs> dick whittington anyway um yeah um yeah hamish what are yeah. you saying uh
0: yeah so she gives them each like a sort of ankle bracelet type thing which yeah finds them a role and the doctor switches roles with graham so that she can be in um what like packaging or whatever it was called
1: but- yeah yeah so that's where the information slip came from i presume and um yeah, Graham got really pissed off when he found yeah. out he had to clean. Yeah, and... um, if this Doctor Who is too politically correct to let the woman Doctor clean, I resign from the internet. This is too bloody PC. I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. It's, it just
0: wasn't that bad. Okay, anyway. Yeah, um, I was yeah,
1: just trying to stir up some shit. So.
0: Anyway, and Ryan goes with the Doctor and Yaz goes to bloody what...
1: She nah, can't remember what her actual job was, but she was like walking around like. She, 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 she took stuff off. The, she was a packer. Oh yeah. Not. Oh, she was no. no, she, no, was no. A, no, no. she was an Isle person. Yeah. 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 Anyway, anyway yeah. so yeah, they all go their separate ways, and this story
0: I think was better than, <laughs> like, like every story in series twelve, and actually like giving the companions like things to Definitely. do, and like everyone yeah. has like something to do, and they eat. everyone has like some sort of little moment, apart from maybe yes, but. Oh, yeah, she okay. who I, the no, she I does, felt
1: yeah. that I felt yeah. that Ryan was kind of a bit useless. Yeah. Cause he just was with the doctor doing the same thing as the doctor, so you didn't really need a, him. Yeah. Yeah. Which I wanna yeah. say that
2: conveyor belt scene was so fucking shit.
1: Yeah, that was I know, The CGI was bad, but um but what really struck me as odd is like Dan was like, Oh, I'm doing this job to support the family. Um yeah, I've got to do this to support my family. You know, we're very poor. It's everything's really expensive. They don't pay very much. And then they, then, then Yaz gets told, oh, I have to, you have to go down to this part of the, the ship to go and, not the ship, the planet to go get this certain item from this dangerous storeroom. And then she's, and then he's like, oh no, I'll go. People have disappeared down there, but I'll go. And it's like, mate, he's got a family. You're here for light shits and giggles. You should. What, what are you doing? It's like, it's uh, complete like, yeah. Before
0: that bit. I, I I've lost all my notes, but, but one note that I remember writing down was that f- throughout the episode, I wrote down some quotes that I wanted to bring up on the, on the podcast. I've <laughs> forgotten some of them. One of them the, that I remembered was they're talking to the Kablam man. And, mm-hmm. and Dan says to like sort of offhandedly to Yaz, "Oh yeah, he was a pole dancer before his hips gave out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I, um, I that. yeah, that's good stuff, Holton. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're always the commandment. Are kind of quite creepy, wouldn't you? Don't you think, Carl? Oh! Uh, like, their eyes are like lit up, and they're like always smiling, but they're always like in the background of shots watching.
2: And you can, like, I the, the placement was good. I wouldn't say creepy. That's probably what most AI is actually going to
0: look like. You realise?
1: They creep me out a little bit. I thought they were creepy in this scene that we're talking
0: about, where like sort of dance in like, the house. Yeah, walking yeah. around in the way.
1: Yeah, um, and then when we were, then when. Jumping back to when the doctor went to like the packing room, we meet this woman called Kira, who's like your typical likable side character who gets who you know is going to get murdered. Or, like, oh, I would say that. You think that, I think the story sets her up. I think this story plays around a lot with Doctor Who traps. Well, yeah, but like I kind of got from Linda with a Y kind of vibes from Bad Wolf, oh, yeah. parting in the ways, sort of sweet person that you think, oh, this might Linger be Linda with a Who. Oh, there's a character from Series 1 called Linda with a Y, but we'll get to the No, we're not. No. <laughs> this is going to died long before that. Yeah, well, fair enough, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just sort of felt like she was, you know, you kind of could tell she might die because she was a sweet character. But anyway, yeah, what were you saying, Hamish? What was I saying? Was I saying something?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to say that I think the story sets, like, especially later when she has, like, the thing with Buddy Charlie, like...
1: Charlie,
0: yeah, the the. Oh, sorry.
1: Um, I've got my I've got my big finish hat on. I was sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, but
0: I thought that they were kind of sending them up to be like the kind of like the couple in Traxius, like this sort of couple that ends up together at the end. It's kind yeah, of like oh, this okay. nice thing. But I think yeah. But like I said, I think the story plays with Doctor Who shows a lot, which is what which is one of the things I like about it. Yeah.
1: Um, it's, like, there's not really any other Doctor Who story, like, particularly like this, even though this feels, like, a very, like, I don't know, like, very standard Doctor Who. It's, like, not really any, I don't know, it just doesn't feel quite like anything else, even though it is, feels standard. It has the right, sort of, vibe. Before it,
0: before it, like, kind of, sort of, veers off in its own, sort of, like, twist, it reminded me a lot of, uh, Partners in Crime and Planet of the Ood. I think it kind of had that, that
1: sort of tenant episode feel. Uh, yeah, I did like how Graham was like standing there in the room and he had to have like one hundred and twenty-eight rules explained to him. Yeah, and then he was like really depressed. He had to clean again. It yeah. a funny a little funny moment. He was oh, you got you're joking, mate. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. Did you uh, did you did you ship Kira and um, Charlie? Oh no, no. Yeah, I didn't really either. But nah, I, I like really Kira. I, I felt I, I, felt, I felt, felt like
2: common like the when he when she drops the food, her food. Oh yeah, I felt that at a very personal
1: level. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I've got i I've got a good quote from that that I wrote down. Kira yeah. says, "I'm such a Butterfingers. Charlie. I love butter." <laughs> yeah, yeah that, yeah, that scene I found like their
0: interaction was like, of, that trope is. Like in like film and TV in general, has gotten really overused. So, like the the meat cute as they call it.
1: Yeah, but and I thought it was, was good. Like I liked it. Cute stumbling yeah.
0: around each other, but yeah, so that kind of annoyed me. But I did like the Tardis team watching in the background and they're like basically like cheering them on. Yeah, it's like especially when... like about to say something and then he,
1: he like walks away and yeah, just like. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I love Ryan's face during all those sort of scenes where like. They're just like watching two people get it, getting it, getting, it, getting together like in that way, and yeah. then he's just like he's just, just like eyes wide and he's like, ah, oh. yeah. And Gra- and Graham's like, oh, reminds
0: me of you when you were younger, uh, Ryan. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: a month ago. Yeah, <laughs> <Never> <laughs> <rest>. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah. Is but
2: like... to anything? Any like past?
1: Um, I just... well, I, I, don't, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't think so. No, I think, so. I think it's just before they picked the doctor, met them, or before we met them as well. But, uh. Yeah, yeah. I thought, going back to what Carl was saying before, I think that the conveyor, when they went on the conveyor belt, they thought the green screen was quite bad. Why are we, oh, we tapping to, the conveyor, bell? Like we to the conveyor belt? What? Why we well, tapping into the conveyor belt? It doesn't have to be linear. Well, don't we go into it? Anyway, yes, yeah, Hamish, continue. Anyway, so.
0: That wasn't my problem with it.
1: Oh, okay. So it's like the end of
0: many other problems.
1: So it's like the end
0: of the lunch break, and they all go back to like the, you know, they all split up again, and Graham has like this, um, it has like this talk with, um, Charlie about like him and Kira, and there was another great yeah. um Graham quote that I wrote down. I can't like I don't have that exactly, but but he's like oh, I can't get my nut around the size of, around the shape. Of the <laughs> <there's>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah, and then he was like, "Oh, I can't get my nut around the size of this place. It's just too big." Now you're gonna need to get me a map. And yeah. then, and then he's just like, "Yes." I felt I
0: felt that Graham was like good in this episode, but it was maybe a bit too much. Yeah, like he's just like every single every single line of his is just less like, Ugh. and it's like it got it.
1: They were maybe overusing that a bit. <laughs> maybe yeah, yeah. But, but um yeah what did you think of the uh set design me yeah
0: oh, set design
1: both of you what did you think of the design of the
0: compliant place uh i quite liked the set design when it wasn't like cgi but like but when it was actually just a set it was cool and i also liked a lot of the props in the episode they're like
1: a lot of cool like just design.
0: what about you cole i don't
1: really notice that design Were you convinced that it was a warehouse in the future? I mean no. Like I think it knows that it's a warehouse in the future.
2: Almost all of it (laughs) so you can tell it's soundstage. everything like the rooms are so different. Everything the problem I find, they're in this future place with all this mess meant to be with all this mess everywhere. And for some reason it looks so flimsy. Like everything about it is flimsy.
1: The wobbly set complaint.
2: Is it not? It, well, it's a valid thing, isn't it?
1: Well, nothing wobbled, but like, yeah, yeah I think She took it a panel away. off
2: with her nails. Who? The Doctor. Well, they took a hidden panel off like it was nothing out of a wall. <laughs> that is the well. most <laughs> bullshit thing I have
1: ever seen. I, didn't she stomach it? What? No. Didn't? No, oh. she just took it off. <laughs> <laughs> That's unfortunate oh i didn't i don't I, I didn't i guess I didn't catch that, but um, was it when they were hiding in the alcove thing yeah oh <laughs> yeah i I did like the jumping slightly forward. I did like the sort of twist that well, not the twist but the subversion of expectations that um jumping very I, far forward I'm not really, I'm not talking Max. about that version. can you just okay, stay no. man. can you just like say want
0: two please right okay.
1: You're going you're gonna to have to guide me here, because I, I just want to talk about stuff. So. All right, yeah. we'll get there. We'll get there, next. <sighs> just relax. Take a deep breath.
0: <gasps> okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I guess Yaz decides that she just can't be asked to do more work, so she just goes with the Doctor and um, Ryan, and they, like, hide in an alcove, as we were talking about.
2: Yeah. Um. I mean, I will admit, it does set up the... Um, the two people as being quite suspicious, which is sort of... Yeah, the woman from and the, like, short bearded
1: guy. So, yeah, the short stubby guy. So yeah. uh,
2: who actually likes their job that as much as that person? The woman. The woman. Yeah, like... I mean... I'm sure somebody out there likes
0: their
1: job. No one that we know there.
0: No. Yeah,
1: yeah. anyway. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so um graham
0: and charlie go and steal like an old like sort of floor map of yeah the, um, warehouse, and they just like they just steal it like they don't even try
1: to hide it they just like grab it yeah they just it's, grab it out of like the front the waiting the, like the big like entrance of the building out of this like glass display case where everyone's like walking in and then the yeah. robots are like standing there, and after yeah. being mentioned they're always watching always listening they just go take it yeah they're like they're
0: like, oh, the Kabbalah men, oh, they won't, They were, it doesn't matter, they won't, uh, like, care. And then as soon as they say that, it's like, they just turn transmit. Which leads me to my next point, that I quite liked the music in this episode.
1: Yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, especially the theme for, can't remember his name, but like the short bearded guy, I thought his theme was really nice. Yeah. Carl, yeah. you being the more musical of both of all of
2: us, what did you think of the music? Uh, It was not no. It was not good enough for it to be noticeable.
1: Thing that like always like frustrates me so much with like this era of the show is that everyone like complains that the music is just sort of like ambient noise. Because last the last actually meant to be unless it focuses on
2: music. Yeah, I'm sure it's uh, essential. Like um, what's it um, what's the scary movie that we watched? Halloween. Quiet place. I
1: assume. Yeah. Oh,
2: that. The music and the sound design is essential for the for the mu- for the movie, right? Yeah. You can't have yeah. that movie without the sound design. Now, you go to a TV show or an action movie or something like that. Yeah, you have that big. You'll have one scene where having an escalating sound is needed, but otherwise, it's just you don't really want it to be noticeable. Otherwise, it takes it it takes away from the cinematography all of the or the actual scene, because good music ne- it needs to be noticed for it to be good music.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I people, the... The, reason that, the reason that people, like, sort of, I feel had a problem with the music in this season, or like, because most people sort of liked the way that it sort of blended into the background and established the atmosphere. But, like, I feel like people were kind of frustrated because, like, for the first, like, 13 years of modern Doctor Who, they had this composer who did big bombastic orchestral scores, like Spielberg's, Alan Silvestri kind of, um, John Williams kind of music, which was very big in scale and grandiose and made for epic moments in, in quotes. Yeah. But like, and then this was just sort of sort of builds an atmosphere more than those two. And I think people just sort of didn't really like they're not quite they didn't quite get used to it. And then I also felt additionally that in sort of season tw- series twelve, they kind of found a good balance between the two. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. I do think in
0: series eleven,
1: like the music
0: was not very memorable. Like yeah. even though I'm like praising the music from Kablam, I can't remember a single. Like I couldn't hum I, the music for you. Like,
1: I mean, I there's like the thing with series eleven is, and Sega Nakano all of his music, like for the series eleven and series twelve. It's always kind of the same, like the same thing that's just been rearranged. Yeah, like it's I always like. I think that's yeah, why Kablam
0: yeah. stands out for me a bit, because I feel like it was kind of a different sound for the Yeah. Like the other ones were very sort of like like his other scores were very like I guess whimsical, whereas this one was a bit more like
1: Robotic. Yeah, it was a bit more like sci fi. Synthy, Yeah. Yeah. I mean it was a bad I thought it was good. Have you yeah. But anyway, no good synth though. Each to their own. Each to their own. Yes. Uh, where were we in well, I, think oh, yeah. uh, I, I think that's about all. I think that's about it. No. What? no. <laughs> we haven't complained about the complaint about yet.
0: Yeah, anyway. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting there. We're getting there. So uh, so the complain band transmits the footage of uh, Graham and Charlie stealing the map to the short-bearded guy. One day, I'll remember his yeah. name. But, like, yeah, so, so he, like, gets his gun out and he, like, does, like, a sort of... Dramatic
1: cocking of that it was a shit become. gun, though. Can we agree on that? Like that was good. That was a bit cringy. The guy's name is Mr. Slade, by the way. Java yeah. Slade. Yeah, yeah. Okay,
2: That's yeah. even
0: worse.
1: <laughs> I know. Like, oh yeah, it's a bit, bit of a
0: villain name, but I, I think that goes. And that was
1: his. Yeah, and that was his. That was his last TV role. Oh, he hasn't had one since. It was only a couple of years ago. It's not like it was ten years ago. Yeah, but like three years ago. <laughs> When was the the last
0: time that Jack Nicholson had a film
1: run? Yeah, but he's famous.
0: Okay. Anyway, (laughs) Um, anyway, yeah, so the Doctor and Co come out of their alcove and they go into a short bit, Slade like, office and they have a poke through the files and they're on paper and then bloody woman from Broadchurch comes in and she's like, mate, what are you
1: doing? And, yeah, and she was really authoritative, I
0: thought.
1: Yeah, and they're like, oh, bloody,
0: the cabinet fell open. And she's yeah, like... Yeah,
1: they, like, they were like, we happened to be walking past when this cabinet magically fell open
0: yeah, in front of us, And she's, she's like, like, yeah,
1: bullshit. Yeah, she's like, get fat. Anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Yeah, so... um, And then... What happens then? Oh, yeah, Graham and well, bloody... Charlie comes in.
1: They show the papers that they found yeah.
0: in the filing cabinet. Yeah, which is like a list of the disappeared um, yeah. workers. And then Graham and Charlie come in. And then Slade comes in. And then a Kablam man comes in. There's just lots of people coming in. Um, and the Kablam man attacks
1: uh, Charlie, but a woman yeah, like from Georgia church, like- chokes him up against the wall, but then she just pulls up his head. Yeah, well, Rojas just, just like decapitates. <laughs> Doesn't even like hit him. He just she just like pops it up. Like, yeah, and he, like comes up. Yeah,
0: that's like the only way they defend. The,
1: the... Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah, so they get bloody twirly. Is this um sort of the oh
1: yeah, prototype? Like, that's generation. Like,
0: Kaplan right. Man 1.0? Yeah. Um, And they ask it to sort of go into the base code that's, like, underlying all the new code in the base. I will
2: say, though, it, they didn't actually make it... They didn't state, like, pretty much throughout the show, the show that it was AI when it was, which I thought was
1: weird. I thought it was just assumed, though, that it was AI. Well, yeah, when, I, when
2: they talk about... um at the start, was it, at the start, when it goes the main programmed, thing. no, but the guy is like, oh, good morning, oh, I'm not programmed to say good morning, or something like that, oh, and you go, that's,
1: how is it, it's then it's not AI, yeah, I don't know, you're you're more technically inclined than Amish or I, so you probably notice that sort of stuff more than us,
0: uh, uh AI, things not, um,
1: programmed,
2: no. Well, that's the whole point. There's neural I networks. Don't you, don't just, you don't decide what it says. It chooses what it says from past experience. Yeah. Unless you're Alexa. Oh, Alexa. Well, that's machine. not even it. That's not a neural network. That's not trying to be AI. That's trying to be a bullshit thing. That's,
1: that's not trying. Useless. It is shit. <laughs>
2: it doesn't anyway. need to try to be that. It's just yeah, yeah. So Twirly tells them that in
0: fact the machine sent the uh, distress sort of message yeah. to the doctor, and it, which is I thought was a nice twist because
1: yeah, one um, thing I'd like yeah,
0: it's a it's nice just, play on the sci-fi trope of sort of like AI mad. Going bad from two thousand and yeah.
1: one, the Space Odyssey, that kind of. I, I yeah. really I did appreciate how it wasn't just blatant system gone wrong because like this episode would have been so much like it would have been so much worse. If it was just, like, it would have been that much worse if it was sort of just, like, system gone rogue or standard story, but it sort of, while it was still pretty standard, it had something interesting going for it, at least. Yeah. Um.
0: So, and back, she's on her own now, but Kira gets, like, taken by the Kablan men, and they're like, ooh, your employee of the day. They're like, we have a
1: gift for you, come to my basement. Yes, which kind of plays
0: on um, Kira's, like,
1: Sort of, not I having had only
0: had one to, ever. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of her need to be like recognised. But yeah, um, so it's not she, me, she's
2: just she's grown up in a poor, poor, and being given a free gift or actually getting complimented is just more than enough for her.
1: It's just incredible, I think, yeah. for her. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm like, Jack Nicholson hasn't had a film role since December of two thousand and ten. Yes, I'm that's why that. i have that anyway uh, um, yeah,
0: okay. <laughs> um yeah so that so they're like oh bloody hell where's kira so um ryan oh we're about to get to the conveyor belt no. oh, so, okay. are we so, revving our end
1: boys and girls yeah <laughs> so ryan Yaz, and
0: charlie decide to go um and get kira so so for some stupid reason they decide to go down there on the conveyor belt. Oh, no, it's not some
1: stupid reason. That's the only way to get down there.
0: How no, did they like,
1: teleport? The she most teleported most with the reason. robot. Yeah, I, I mean, mean that, in the within that, the story, really I don't agree with the reasoning. Like in the story, that's why it's not for some reason. Like in story, that's the reason that like like they had to go on the conveyor belts because there was yeah. no other way than teleporting to get down there.
2: No, but the thing but about, about that is go. If a conveyor belt break all the time,
1: what are they going to do? Just, like, leave well, it? Well, I assume at this point that they'd perfected the method of a conveyor belt, having operated for hundreds of years. Yeah, They wear so... over
2: time. Things will happen. Things
1: degrade. Well, yeah, fair enough. But, yeah, I don't know. There was probably... Kablam! Men would teleport in onto the conveyor belt and fix it and then leave. So... In, the, in what
0: I think we can all agree is the worst scene of this episode, they they jump on the conveyor belt and they have like a thing <laughs> that run around on the conveyor belt. Gentlemen would be like to bash this scene.
1: Yeah, so the C, the CGI and green screen is bloody poor at This is the
0: worst green screen on the show, I think, since the Green Death. <laughs> <laughs> also,
2: what the hell? Why? Do they have such that syst- the system is just appalling. You have open air open air, no yeah. borders on these conveyor. Yeah, bags. I
1: know.
2: <laughs> oh it's oh my god. And yeah, then you also you've yeah. got red you have got downward slopes on slightly tactile plastic.
1: And you might have like arrows in the package. Yeah, no, that's Look, a slide yeah. immediately and smash. I don't yeah. care how what sort it's of a, bubble wrap yeah. that is. This is and also building up yeah, building up what this is like this is the worst CGI since the seventies and eighties of Doctor Who, like there's this one episode where Leela and the Doctor and the fourth Doctor are, run, are rumbling like around this cave and this blue screens. That was better. Yeah. This is so shit, how I think this screen screen
0: it's not even because the CGI is bad, it's because it's just much like integration of the green screen. Like the actors yeah, are clearly not the moving;
1: yeah. they like
0: tumble onto a moving thing, and they like they don't even like. There's no yeah, understanding of like physics. Yeah, no, they jump, they jump
2: down from a top, the jump is and they land exactly.
1: They the same and, spot
2: in the same spot. They would have moved. That's yeah, exactly. how, that's how inertia
0: works. Yeah, yeah. and. The, <laughs> and and the way that they shoot it makes it look so fake. It's all in it like Yeah. Like, whereas also, like I
2: love yeah. the I love the um high five though. The high five yeah. was great. The, the what? The high the five one. that knocks him off. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that, that was pretty bad. <laughs> right with Ryan. Yeah, yeah. You just you just watch him going. What the yeah. fuck did I actually just watch?
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I like how Ryan's dyspraxia is kind of brought up a little bit here, but then it doesn't seem to be consequential. What's Apraxia? He has like a movement disability. Like it's a brax. coordination.
0: Just, it's not a movement.
1: Yeah. yeah. He's it,
0: but Basically, it's like a problem oh. with your hand-eye coordination. So you're telling me that's yeah. what I have. I first heard about this through Doctor Who, and I was like, well, that explains a lot about my own life. <laughs> <And> Carl. <laughs>
1: my problem is I'm just fat, though, so... That doesn't make you discoordinated. Think of all the fat Asian games. Sorry, sorry. sorry. Did you just say discoordinated?
2: <laughs> so that's, one, that's another one of my disabilities. Are you mocking my speech impediment?
1: Yes. That's bullying, man. No, it's fun. Anyway. <laughs> Moving right along. Yeah, and then they get there down to the basement and bloody Charlie we discover that Charlie is behind all of this and he's pissed off because it's only 10% and the robots are he hear that well, so... we, don't,
0: we, we don't discover that yet because still thanks <sighs> stop jumping your head.
1: I don't want yeah okay fair enough yeah,
0: anyway so they, they go uh, to where Kira is and she's behind like this uh, sort of soundproof glass thing and she opens up the factors, and there's just like nothing there. so it's a bit dog. And she yeah. like, pulls out the bubble wrap. Just some
1: bubble wrap. Why would yeah. you
0: do that though? Who in their right well, mind would go? Are, yes, empty box,
1: box. Empty
2: box, and there's only a single piece of bubble wrap in a single, alone like room. To pop
1: bubble wrap.
0: Carl, Carl, that's exactly what I would do.
1: Yeah, that's what I do too. Yeah. I'm predicting Carl is going to say you're both retarded. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, anyway. <laughs> anyway, so, I'm, yeah.
0: I'm so, so she yeah. so she like pops the bubble wrap and she like blows up and this yeah, one, I, was, I thought it was a nice subversion of Doctor Who because I was expecting well obviously not this time since I've seen it before but I was expecting there to be like some sort of last minute save as they always do in Doctor Who but there wasn't that this time Yeah, like I was it's expecting
2: sort of, them to be able to accept, they were like oh if we do this and this we can bring them back or something
0: yeah. yeah, they do stuff if like we that. If suck her
1: microbes back together with the air vacuum cleaner 2004, she'll reassemble her in the time envelope sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. What this episode does with bubble wrap is everyone who's normal, so not Carl, um, sorry, Carl, um, like everyone who gets bubble wrap, they just want to pop it. You just want to pop the bubble wrap. And the fact that this episode takes like a mundane thing that everyone does and makes it scary, like the it Weeping make Angel it has scary... Well, it makes it, it makes it a threat. It makes a mundane yeah. thing a threat. Oh, yeah, because I would not call that scary. That was like no.
0: it would have been funny at the start if Ryan, when he like popped the bubble wrap at the start,
1: went <laughs> <then he'd laughs> <line> up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> title team got slimmed down a bit. <laughs> Graham's like, oh, you're done, mate.
0: <laughs> like, oh. and, then, and then like the the pre-title sequence is like the Doctor like stumbling around, is, like about to regenerate because Ryan like pops the bubble wrap
1: yeah <laughs> but yeah like the weeping angels and statues moving is scary and that kind of like i don't know just fears of the dark and fears of shadows like the vast and and that kind of stuff sorry carl you'll know about this um when we if we get there um you won't let's be honest i kind of went from yeah. when to if yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, um yeah sort of making normal stuff scary is well not scary threat is what i like my doctor who to do so yeah yeah would you like the bubble wrap carl no it's not going to affect me don't you well you order you well you order all sorts of toys so i thought it would i don't get
2: mine in bubble wrap because bubble wrap is bad for the planet
0: <laughs> much. Yeah. so and charlie clearly already knows what's going to happen before she pops the bubble wrap and
1: ryan's like "Oh, yeah. well, you
0: already knew your dog um yeah, and, and he's
1: like, No. Yeah. And then Jazz like, stop being a dick. I will <laughs>
2: though, he does say that he he goes, Oh, and Chai's got something to do with it. It I would just my media assumptions would not be he's got something to do with it, instead of he knows yeah. something
0: that he don't. Yeah, this is like it. this is this is bad writing, but
1: like
0: move yeah. on. Um Yeah. And so they're like reunite really and Charlie's got like this buddy. Um, like, bottom level of the warehouse full of just, like, Kablam men.
1: Yeah, like, all in a big... The CGI hit there wasn't too bad. Yeah, because, like, um,
0: like they, were, they actually had, like, characters, yeah. like, walking among them in, like, a wide shot, so it made it look realistic, unlike with the
1: conveyor belt scene. Yeah. You should have yeah. had the companions yeah. walking in the air around behind each other. Yes. Conveyor belt yes. <laughs> um, um yes. Yeah. And yeah, they so, all, like... And then the Doctor sort of came in and did her they did a bit of talking, she was like, oh, you can't do this, and he's like, yes, I can. And so he, like, sent them all to lift off, and then, like, she managed to somehow, like, with the droid, or the, like, the original land person, like, make it so they all teleport to themselves and open it. Like, yeah.
2: <laughs> I, the thing is, though, they didn't actually do the teleport animation, though, that's the thing, is they just didn't immediately they? opened it, no.
1: Oh, well, yeah, they did deliver it to themselves, so they didn't have to teleport.
2: Yeah, but you, I, I sort of hope Let's just do the animation in peer. because yeah. it would have been even a bit confusing for Charlie, even though he probably understood what was happening. You just, you have yeah. to only, you can only hope that and not guaranteed that.
1: If the thing you think- that, like, irritated uh. me about this climax, oh, sorry Hamish, the irritated me about this climax was that, like, they didn't like, like, in this sort of well-written story, like a really, like, a good story. They would have had the Doctor defeat a less significant threat to do with the Kablan men by this same method in, like, the first or second act. And then that would have come full circle with her defeating the Kablan men this way in the end. But they didn't do any of that setup for, the for like, building up to the end. They just sort of had her come in and just have this idea spontaneously with no build-up. And they just completely, like, threw every they sort of, like, they just had, like, a random ending that wasn't, like, built up or foreshadowed at all or, like, pre-established. So I thought that was kind of a bit lazy. Well, I think they did all the pre-establishing that they could, on I don't know. I just felt like they should have set this kind of method of defeating the Complainmen up in a more minor way earlier in the story. But yes. make it not as obvious and then have it happen at the end. Well, so I think it would have... Uh, I, I just think that um, if you
0: sort of had this, like, thing, like, this way of defeating the Complainmen earlier in the story, it would have taken out the tension. So, and this is like such an obvious way to like well solve. yeah but like
1: i don't know i just felt that the method of defeat was like it wasn't built up in the, within the narrative so it felt like a bit of a cop out at the end like it felt like you your equivalent of your power of three where you just sonic screwdriver the thing and then oh look everything's safe it's fine that's what yeah. you do really feel everything everything yeah though. i know that's a problem with the current era a little bit um I mean yeah, she I did rely really cool on it
2: learn. that much.
1: Not so much during this story, but yeah, it didn't really feel um the ending to me didn't feel earned. Also, I thought it was interesting
0: that at the start of the story, um like Ryan and Yaz are saying that the robots are creepy and, and the doctor's like, Oh, that's ropophobic. But, the, but then at the end of the story she like if she's thinking of robots as people, she like basically commits genocide.
1: Yeah. Again? Again.
0: <laughs> <The> <laughs> second time? Yeah. Well, no, yeah. more than the second time. What do you mean? Well, she... Well, he, at that time, killed all the
1: Daleks more than once. No, the Daleks killed the Daleks. They killed the Virgoids? Yes, twice. He didn't kill the Daleks. Uh, When did he not kill the Daleks? No, the Daleks got caught in their own ceasefire. In the crossfire. No, I'm not talking about the
0: time, I'm talking about remembrance of the Daleks.
1: That wasn't I mean, genocide. There were more Daleks. You know when he blows
0: up the. Genocide. Genocide is not oh, an yeah.
2: extinction of species.
0: Genocide is just a large killing.
2: Like it's yeah. a genus. Like you would say that the killing of the Jews was a genocide, even though there are still Jews today. The Holocaust was a genocide. That is its official title.
1: Anyway, yeah. So Carl, what did you think of the whole ending, where they like teleported themselves to themselves and they opened the package and detonated all the bombs?
2: I mean, I was just annoyed they didn't do a they didn't actually teleport okay then yep i'm a simple man they didn't teleport so i can't i can't watch it ever again
1: i remember when this originally came out i thought it was like because at that point we've come off the back of a few dodgy episodes so at that point it was like a bright light of series 11 i wouldn't call it a bright light well of series 11 it was a bright light wasn't it hamish yeah this is one of my favorite episodes of series 11 yeah i mean it's probably my fourth favorite fifth favorite but anyway now that I've rewatched it, but yeah, I just think because because I've been watching like Doctor Who from other eras, it really shows how poor the effort in Series Eleven was compared to the rest of the show, and how it puts things into perspective that this was the best, one of the better episodes of Series Eleven than it was. Which is why we'll never watch later. another Series Eleven. Hopefully not. Damn it. <laughs> um, is that about it? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Have you got any additional comments or complaints, Carl? I mean. I did kind of
2: gain a bit more respect for the actual Doctor as an actor, the current
1: actor of oh, the yeah, Doctor. Oh yeah, she was pretty good in this episode actually. She's, the Doctor just wasn't written well in this series is, my pro- is the problem. You can't always blame the writers,
2: but you can't blame the actors. You should blame the directors.
1: <laughs> no, you should not in TV. The directors in TV have about as much to do with bloody soup as a tomato. Well,
0: the directors are important in directing the actors.
1: Yeah, but the the directors aren't as affluent in television as they are in film.
0: Oh yeah, but TV is a writer's medium, like creatively, but you still got, like, yeah. it's not like you can just like, um,
1: you know, um, just like, well, yeah, the fair enough. Director, like, it's still a good job to do. Well, yeah, fair enough. But like, yeah, I thought Jodie was good, but I thought that her character was a bit naff. Who? Jodie is the actress who plays the Doctor, Jodie Whittaker. Huh. Said it in the opening. Anyway, doesn't matter. I don't read the
2: names in the openings.
1: <laughs> Carl can't I read. Just look,
2: no. I just look at the flashy lights. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Just like when your girlfriend sends you a text? See, it's just flashy lights. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no flash for Carl. Anyway, um, what would we um, give this episode out of um, 10, guys? Carl, do you want to start off? Um. Or do you want to leave us in suspense? Yeah, do can't
0: last because he's the one who actually matters.
1: Yeah, Hamish, you can go now. No, you can go first. Okay. Uh, well, all in all, I thought Compliant was a solid effort, if not a bit flawed, and I'd give it a 6.5 out of 10. It feels a bit harsh, but I feel like it's what it deserves for its so, efforts among the larger universe. So originally I was going to give this an 8, but then I was thinking about the
0: conveyor belt scene, and I decided to take off a point for the conveyor belt scene. A whole,
1: a whole point?
0: <laughs> yeah, so I'm giving it a 7 out of 10
1: good stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, so now, uh, Carl.
0: Um...
2: i probably... G-
1: <sighs>
2: probably give it about a 6.5. Same as me. Yeah, Not as
1: good it's... as the Vincent
2: one. Uh, actually, I preferred it to the Vincent one.
1: You gave that a 7.
2: I <laughs> thought I gave that a 6.
1: You gave it All a right, 7. It's at
2: least half a point better,
1: 7.5. Okay. So it's half a point
2: one. better than the Vincent one.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, Kablam outranks Vincent and the Doctor for Carl, and that is your new, thats your current favourite Doctor Who episode. That is, sounds very retarded, but yes. Yeah. Um. So I guess now it's time to bloody pick Did out next week's what? episode out of the out of this the. This time,
2: can we not? You, change, can you hear you this? Know, Midway through.
1: Yeah, I won't. Can you hear this? Nope. This is me shaking the cup, which I've got all of the written pieces of paper of the episodes. Okay, I've closed my eyes. I'm going to pick one out. I'm mm-hmm. worried. I'm worried
2: too.
1: No, I, do you want me to? Um, I'll, no, I sorry, don't. I'm, care. Okay, let's pick a new one. What have we got? Question you show oh them. no! Max,
2: quick question yeah. before you tell us: what is the uh, selection of things put of show show titles put into this r- random? Uh,
1: things that don't uh, aren't part of like big arcs or like finales or openers which contain important plot stuff. Do All you right. know what we've got? <laughs> <laughs> Orphan fifty-five. Uh-huh. Oh no! Oh shit. Oh, oh God! Well, to it's gonna be a yeah. It's gonna be Dude, a um.
0: I watched it a couple of months ago.
1: No, no, no. It's uh we're gonna we're gonna power through, guys. Oh, oh, oh no! I had fa- I had when I had my eyes closed. I had two in my hands, and I got rid of the other one. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! I'm gonna be embarrassed watching this again at my house. Anyway. I have no clue what you guys are talking about. Uh, this is an interesting episode. Oh, no. Fuck. Anyway. Oh. You just had to pick
0: my least favourite episode of the season.
1: To... Well, to end on that somber note, this has been I Am Foreman's Scrapyard with you in the current Time Vortex and too depressed to finish this with energy because we have to do all
2: hey boys see so, you boys
1: see you next episode yeah, this you, is going to be a fun episode. episode to watch yeah it's going to be great Uru, bye bye